Welcome, everybody, to the weekly weigh-in. This is going to be the Cutthroat Hybrid Fantasy Football League uh, post-auction edition of the draft. Uh, me and Matt coming at you guys about a week after the, the the auction ended, I believe. It ended last Thursday. Um, so gave us some time to look at how things shook out and get divisions set in place. And uh, now we're going to go through and, and talk about teams. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, John. Um, excellent intro this time. That worked out well. Yeah, take two. Uh, um, I, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fucking fun with the auction. I thought that was a good time. Uh, I was really pleased to see how fast it went. I think, uh, so we, we started it on a Friday and finished it on a Thursday night. So it really took less than, less than a week to get done. Correct. Yeah, and I was anticipating this taking three or four weeks, yeah, to be honest. We, I didn't, didn't I, really I, know. I went golfing with uh, Kubi Bop and... Um, God, who the fuck are they? Oh, and Keegan. And when we were explaining it to to Bop, he's just like, oh my God, that's going to fucking take forever, uh, the, the auction and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, it, it might. We might you know, get close to the start of the season or something, and it just it zoomed right through. So yeah. I don't really know what I was thinking about that. But Well, uh, the, the nice part really was well. is when we did NFL GMs, I think we saw a lot of like teams were only hopping on once a day. So proxies were only getting pushed every so often whereas like we had guys pretty active in their upping bids and stuff like that so like it's not like 12 hours would elapse and then a guy would get pushed up and then 12 hours like i, I don't i not a lot of players were on on the auction block for more than more than a day i don't think which really helped it move along yeah i don't know if it's easy to find the statistics of of how many times a player saw his bid increase um, but that'd be kind of interesting because I, I think you're right. I think there was a ha- there's a couple that definitely kind of bounced around a bit, but there was plenty that that didn't. So yeah. that's I think what made it go so quick. So definitely, definitely. How but did yeah, the... you how did you like the um the setup for the auction? Uh, the 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 proxy bidding and stuff. I love proxy bidding. I've never done a traditional auction draft. Um, I've only ever done it this way in NFL GMs, and I really enjoy it. I think it's a, a really fun way for um, for to do a slow draft, and at the same time, you see you see the instances where teams fuck themselves trying to up bid up other players, and we'll chat about that a little bit as we break down some teams, but um, it adds a another cutthroat portion to this league, which just is the theme of what we're going for here. So I yeah. really enjoyed it, and I know like my half of the league, the guys that I have in here, um, most of them reached out to me and said while it was extremely frustrating, they really enjoyed this the auction style of draft as well. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. I'm excited that we get to kind of do this every single off season. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, one really nice aspect of of the proxy bidding is like we'll go through here, and there were some some definite players that when you look back on, you're like, wow, he went for way less than I thought, or whoa, he went for way more than I would have paid. But if if someone spent sixty four dollars on a player, that means somebody else is willing to spend sixty three. Yeah. You know, so those those auction values stay pretty true. Um, I I will say the only thing that I didn't realize and and didn't 
didn't like about this um, was that with when you choose proxy being a, bidding on MFL, you don't have the option to start a bid at a certain price. Um, yeah, it every, just starts at one. It just starts at one, and I think um, I, it makes sense. And it's it's the lesser of two evils. But there was definitely some players that like I had looked at that I was valuing at let's say twenty dollars that I'd be willing to spend, and I would have loved to have start the bidding at fifteen and just see if the sticker shock you know of fifteen dollars would drive some people away. Mm-hmm. But when you start when it has to start at one, that it bids up kind of organic. Um, and before you know it, you're willing to spend 25 on a player that you only intended on spending 24. So that's my only gripe with the format. But other than that, it worked out really well. I'm happy with the way it worked. Um, I don't think there was any major fuck ups or anything. And again, um, you know, if someone spent 64 bucks on a player and you go, oh, my God, that was way too much. Well, somebody else is willing to spend 63. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think auction wise everything went really smoothly. The only hiccup we ran into was um, some of the money was off at the start of it because when we reset the rosters, it didn't reset the budget for the teams that had practice mm-hmm. in the initial. But I mean that was caught within the first hour and we got it fixed and taken care of. So it it if you look at the breakdown of the draft, it, the budgets look off, but it was everybody had two hundred bucks to spend for the auction. So really think, appreciate that, Steve. Thanks so much. That was what a great fucking idea you had that you didn't even participate in. Thank it you. was it it was a really good idea. It just was odd that was like it? It, I think it was, but it would have been a better idea had people actually participated, like only a handful did, and I think it was probably helpful for them. Um, but you know, whatever, we have everyone has it figured out. Next year it'll be easier, and actually will be a shorter draft, so we'll probably get next year's draft done in three, four days. I would, I would guess. Yeah, or auction, I should say. So, okay. um, yeah, let's let's. So how do you, how do you want to start this shit? I think we, we hop in and we just go team by team and look at some of the values. And, and it's it's tough to really say, like, I think this is great value for this guy. Or I think it's not for that guy. Because as the draft went on, market value changed because everyone had less money. So, like, um, a guy like, uh, like a Cooper Cup getting nominated early on would have probably gone for twice as much as he did when he got nominated later in the draft. Um, but we can just kind of talk about how some of the some of these teams were built and um one of the changes that we made or we lowered the the starting requirements for each position so teams could kind of flex whatever they wanted and build their their roster um however they wanted which i think is going to be interesting because we're going to see a big variation of like teams going running back heavy versus wide receiver heavy or guys going after a couple of high-end tight ends maybe so but i I think we just kind of jump in and and go team by team did you use Cooper Cup as an analogy because you got him for eleven dollars? I I looked at my rosters uh-huh. on my screen right now, so I just uh-huh. looked at a guy whose market who got I got it. for lesser than I he probably exactly. should have. Right. So. Yep. Humility. All right. Who are we starting with first? Uh, you know, want to start with your team. You're the other team at the top of my list. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, then you start talking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking at your team, um, I mean, you were a the number one or the number two pick in the division draft. David has a lot of confidence in this team. Um, you were one of you were the last Probably team. Probably not to, a great indicator of my team, if we're being honest. <laughs> you were the last team to 
to get their initial player on the roster. So you took it slow at the beginning. You didn't break the bank. I mean, you, you paid a fair amount for Jonathan Taylor at 45 bucks. He's kind of your premier player. You spent 34 on Justin Fields. But after that, I mean, you're at the, you're at the low twenties down into this. I mean, most of your roster is, is a lower budget. Um, that being said, you took a lot of guys who are looking to rebound this year. If you're looking at a uh, Sam Darnold, who's getting a new, uh, new look in Carolina, um, Daryl Henderson might be your, your best grab of the draft because we got the news uh, on Cam Akers late and you had the money left to win him, uh, which was great. But David Johnson's looking to rebound a little bit. Um, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, all of those guys are all looking to rebound off of last season. So I I think uh, you have a very boomer bust looking roster. I mean, you could walk into this and you could easily start 4-0 on the season. But uh, some of those guys like Sutton and Thomas coming off of injuries and Thomas is injured now. I mean, it's a risk as well. So um, I like what you did, though. I really I do like your team a lot. Yeah, I'm fairly happy with the way it played out. Um, I will say, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about strategy with your draft when we get to your team, but I definitely, you know, with the format of you can keep five to eight. My my idea was I wanted five pieces I could build around five, five guys I could kind of bank on keeping next year, five guys that um, I don't think even if they have a, a poor 2021 season, their value isn't going to depreciate to the point where they're not, you know, a solid keeper option for next year. So um, building with uh, Justin Fields, um, Ryan Tannehill, you know, being a mid 30 year old quarterback, but a good quarterback, um, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, like you talked about, kind of my premier piece, and then a couple wide receivers, I just felt that's the way I wanted to build my team and go from there. Um, The the Daryl Henderson thing was really fucking weird to me. I, I wanted to talk about that because you're right. It was at the end of the draft that I had had a little more money than everybody else, but I didn't have as much money as I think Matt Ryan. Case and Ryan Walker. And I did not think I was going to land him uh, for $4. Um both of them had the option to outbid and I, I really don't know why they, they didn't. That seemed like such a slam dunk at five, six bucks for either one of those two. So I felt pretty lucky to get him. I'm pretty excited about that pickup. Yeah. Um, I would say K- Matt case probably didn't realize like the current event portion of cam acres. Um, I think Ryan did. That's the one that's more of a head scratch to me. I'm surprised Ryan didn't go in on him because I know he's, pretty active in the chat and, and pays attention to he's on Twitter and stuff a lot. So I'm sure he knew about cam acres. He's got so a big social sorry. media presence. Does yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's got an only fans account too. If anyone wants to check that out. Okay. Um, one thing about auctions and I'm sure everyone kind of lived it in the moment is like, you know, a price you, you might not want to have paid two days prior is gladly a price you'd pay in the moment. Um, I remember me and you actually had a conversation about like Melvin Gordon. Um, and I'm like, I don't know if I want him for six, seven bucks. And then two days later, I was bidding up Kenyon Drake for six bucks. Um, I nearly got there with Jamal Williams from U2. 
So some of those values just kind of, they look better two days later and um, it, it's kind of tough to judge. So um, biggest weak spot for me will be wide receiver for sure. I mean, I, I got Michael Thomas for 21 bucks and in the moment I was pretty fucking happy about that. Um, just thinking Jameis Winston is going to pepper him with balls, uh, that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's got the foot injury and honestly, I'm expecting that to really affect the entire year even if he comes back week six week week eight i mean so, what was what was his injury last year that we thought was going to be a couple weeks and then it ended up being like a full season injury it wasn't like an ankle or something like that yeah yep i th- I think you're correct so um it just sounds like one of those lingering issues that's really gonna um affect the rest of the year so yeah. um but uh yeah all in all happy with the way it turned out um i, I like this team and uh i th- I think I got a, a pretty decent shot to, uh, um, I don't know about win the league, but remain You'll be competitive. competitive. Yeah, yep. exactly. So. For sure. Okay. All right. Who would you like to touch on next? Um, let's finish with you. Okay. Why don't, <laughs> why right. don't you go? All right. So I'll, uh, I'm just going to go down my list here. I'm going to go Jeff Poquette. Um, Poquette took uh, one of the best values, and this was a value even early in the draft, too. It wasn't like two days later it looked good. It, this looked good in the moment. Um, it just didn't fit my plan of attack, so I couldn't, I didn't really want to make a lot of bids on it. But Lamar Jackson for 48 bucks, yeah, uh, this is like seven bucks cheaper than other quarterbacks in the same kind of tier. Josh Allen went for 55, I believe. Um, that was a really good pickup, uh, also has Russell Wilson. So, uh, very good quarterback combination. And then even Jared Goff to back it up, uh, for cheap too, for, for dirt cheap. So, um, I like his quarterbacks. Running backs are a little suspect. Uh, Kareem Hunt is going to be his, his workhorse. And obviously he's kind of second fiddle to Chubb. Um, and then Edmonds, Lindsay, and Tony Pollard. So we'll see about that. Uh, wide receivers, again, he he went big on DK Metcalf. So he actually steals my stack from the past two season was two seasons with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Um, uh, also has Tyrell Lockett, Jerry Judy, Brian Edwards, and Marquise Brown. Um, I think you mentioned it during the draft. That's going to be interesting to watch play out. Uh, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Something happens to Russ. I mean, his season's basically done, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just absolutely. can't. He won't be able to do much with that. Um, and then at tight end, I thought he got two really good values and Noah Fant and John o. Smith. But um, only 14 players on this team. It's not a very deep team. Uh, I, I figured... A couple teams would go this route. Remember, this is a 22-man roster, but we made the decision that you do not need to fill out your roster. Uh, so he has eight gaps on his team. Um, he will be very active in free agency when that opens up um, in a couple weeks here. So a uh, decent team, but um, a lot of risk here, I think. I don't like his running backs very much. Uh, wide receiver, there's not a, not a ton of depth, obviously. Um, pretty risky. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you can see his strategy was clearly to go in early. Quarterback was his emphasis. Um, and then he got DK for, for high buck. And then other than those three players, he didn't spend more than 16 bucks is his, his fourth highest um, player acquisition. And then 
it's like single digits after that. So he went really, really heavy on DK, Russ, and Lamar, and then just was filling out his team from there. And I think he did a good enough job at it, and those quarterbacks are going to keep him competitive week in and week out. But again, with Russ, DK, and Tyler, he's going to be very boomer bust. Yeah. Yep. Um, just because it puts us in different orders when I look at my rosters, who do you have next on yours? And I'll just Simo. talk on Simo. Alrighty. Uh, looking at Simo's team here, um, starting with his quarterbacks, uh, he's going to be rolling out Matt Stafford every week. And then, um, he, I mean, I think he, he's banking on Garoppolo starting, but I don't know for how long. Uh, he I know he mentioned to me he thought he got a starter in Tyrod Taylor, but it looks like Deshaun's at least at camp and practicing. So I don't even know how likely that is if, if he'll get many games out of Tyrod. So he might be rolling out just one star. They're at quarterback, uh, paid 22 for Stafford. Uh, looking at looking at his running backs here, uh, his big gets were Josh Jacobs for 22 and Eckler for 29, and then a bunch of single-digit gets in Ronald Jones, Mark Ingram, and Wayne Gallman. Um, he did pay $42 for Stephon Diggs. He's going to be his premier wide receiver. Um, and then he grabbed Julio for 16, but beyond that, it's a, it's a pretty suspect crew at wide receiver. Um he went he went heavy at tight end. He's got six tight this ends was rostered. Weird. This was fucking weird. I don't yeah. I mean six six, six tight ends rostered. Six, six tight ends and like literally one of them's a well. Honestly, my favorite of the bunch at the value is Blake, Blake Jarwin. Jarwin. Yeah. 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 Um, Blake Jarwin for a buck coming off of an injured season, I think is a really good get. Travis Kelsey is great. I mean, he's another he's a high end wide receiver basically in your tight end spot. So thirty five bucks for him I have no issues with. I think that's actually probably lower than market value was. Um, but just drafting five or six tight ends is well, uh, six tight ends and literally two of them are starters on their own team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe true. three with Dawson Knox, but like, I mean, Kyle Rudolph's a backup. Zach Ertz is a backup at this point. Cause he's not on Philadelphia. Um, Luke Farrell. Who? Uh, so like right. that was fucking really weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm not in love with this team. Um, uh, <laughs> I, Stephon Diggs, who I love, obviously, um, who, who was great last year, that was one of the the worst overpays in the draft. I think was forty two bucks for Stephon Diggs. Um, so that that combined with Kelsey, I mean, that is like a thirty year budget right there in in those two guys. Um, yeah, uh, so I don't know. Uh, he he did fill out his roster with 22 players. He's got some drops here as far as I'm concerned, so he can kind of retool a bit. But um, yeah, it's it's a deep roster with not a lot of top-end talent and only one quarterback, so... Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, just looking at his team, if you're just trying to project for next season and keepers, I mean, Stafford, Eckler, if he can bounce back, Josh Jacobs is three... Diggs is four. I don't know how much keeper value Julio's going to have coming into next year. So probably Kelsey and five. But um, I mean, yeah, not an awful group, but not not a great group either, especially for the money he spent on those five players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. You go ahead with the All next right. one. 
Uh, Sean Gageby. Uh, Gage uh, took one less player than Jeff's. Um, so he kind of had a similar strategy. Um, he is the, the one that took Josh Allen for 55, which, um, I've got no problem with that price. That was actually right where I kind of felt he was budgeted at. Uh, just again, it just shows what a great, tremendous value Lamar was for Jeff, I think. But, uh, he went Josh Allen, uh, and Derek Carr as his two starters with Trevor Lawrence backing up. So he invested heavily, uh, at quarterback over. Over half of his budget is at quarterback, so he definitely needed to make some concessions with his team here. Um, running back, only three players, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, Damian Harris. Um, this could get a little tricky for him. Obviously, James Robinson's value took a little bit of a hit with the Etienne drafting. Uh, Harris and Sanders are both kind of timeshare guys, so he's got three timeshare running backs um, he'll be relying on week to week. Wide receiver, also not very deep. Um, he did pay a, a premium for CD Lamb. Obviously, love that pick at $31. Uh, and then just uh, some darts at a wall uh, here. Paris Campbell for a buck, Manny Sanders for a buck, um, Corey Davis and Darius Slayton for two bucks a piece are, are nice values that he found very, very late. Um, didn't really have much of a budget there towards the end. So he just kind of had to roll the dice on who was who was left. And I think he, he landed two pretty good, decent values there. So I like that that pick, but not a, not a deep wide receiver class either. And then at uh, tight end, um, um, he again I don't want to criticize too much but I mean I feel like if you're going to spend over half your budget at quarterback you do kind of have to have a certain plan with what you're going to do with the rest of your roster um, to then go out and spend uh, what is it $57 with CD lamb and Darren Waller just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense for his team. So um, he does have a good tight end and Darren Waller. He did find a really good backup in Tyrell Higby for a buck. For a buck. Yeah. But uh, this, this team is not very, I mean, 13 players on the team and there's a, it's a 10 man starting lineup. Yep. So um, obviously he's going to find a bunch of talent in the free agent pool. I mean, he's not going to sit with 13 the entire year. You know that uh, nine more guys to find, but um, yeah, a, a little bit of a head scratcher. I, I, I would have thought he would have maybe, uh, you know, not spent 26 bucks at tight end, maybe got um, another three or $4 tight end and uh, taken the rest of those savings and, you know, added it on the running back and a couple extra wide receivers. I would have preferred to see that with his team. So, yeah, between Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, um, CD lamb and uh, Darren Waller and Miles Sanders is $152 of his $200 budget on five guys, um, which is, which is tough. Again, I like the CD lamb at 31 bucks. It's good value. And Darren Waller at 26 is actually really good value considering Kelsey went for 35. Um, That being said, it just didn't make much sense for the way he built his team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and we'll talk about with when we get to Walker's team, I'm sure a little bit, but like, you know, you can get yourself into a little bit of trouble if you don't spend early either, which, yep. you know, Ryan got into. So um, kind of a live, you learn thing. I'm not really sure what his his auction background is, because I know this is new for me, fairly new for you. I'm not sure how many other players played in an auction before. Um, maybe he had some hindsight as 2020 going on. But uh, yeah, just 
it seemed a little odd. So I think his team's in a little bit of trouble for this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next year is going to be Andrew Erickson's team. Um, Andrew also spent quite a bit at, um, at quarterback. He spent 23 on Kirk cousins and 55 on Kyler Murray. Again, 55 on Kyler Murray shows how good of a value, um, Jeff got on Lamar. Um, I don't hate the price for Kyler, but it's just, I mean, he did spend 78 bucks on, on two players. So, um, something to consider for the rest of his lineup. Um, he went out and got, uh, Antonio Gibson for 28 bucks, Miles Gaskin for 11, I think is pretty good value. And Mike Davis for $8 are going to be his three starting, uh, starting running backs there. The rest of his group is, is one and $2 grabs. Nobody really stands out to me super well or uh, like crazy. Gio um, Bernard's getting a lot of love in Tampa Bay early and stuff, but obviously he's going to be in a huge timeshare. has a very specific role. And with the way Tampa Bay's defense looked towards the end of last year, I don't think they're going to find themselves in a lot of shootout games. So I feel like Gio, even though he looks like he might have a second wind underneath him on a good team, I'm not sure that's going to be a, a huge, huge pickup for him. So he only yeah. spent a buck on him. And he's the best out of like the one dollar guys he got, but I think it just goes to show how thin that group is. Yep, I would agree. Uh, looking at his wide receivers, his big get was Terry McLaurin for twenty four bucks, um, and then he got really good value for Robbie Anderson um, for three dollars, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, thing that scares me is Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson on the same roster. I love both players individually, but they both play for Washington. We just got to, I mean, it's just, it's a little scary in my opinion. Uh, Both players are great though. Um, The rest of his wide receivers looking like Debo Samuel, LaVisca Chanel, um, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith at eight bucks. I thought was pretty decent value too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just looking at the at the rest of his probably starting or guys that are going to start on his team throughout the year, um, he paid twenty bucks for Mark Andrews. How do you feel about that? Uh, I I really like it. Um, you know how how soon we forget how crazy vital he was before his his injury marred 2020 season um 2019 850 yards and 10 touchdowns for mark andrews so um i like it i like the price he paid for it personally if if i'm not going to spend top dollar on tight end for like travis kelsey i'm just not going to do it for anybody um when you consider you know again Tyler Higby, who is going to score, what, 100 less points than he will this year probably, was only a buck. Um, I would just rather go cheap at tight end, but uh, I I, I don't mind the Mark Andrews pick at all for 20. Yeah, and then uh, Anthony Ferkser, Tennessee tight end for a dollar. I don't, I mean, it's just a backup at that point. So um, there are parts about this team I like. I think he he can fill out a a very serviceable starting lineup. I, I this is probably a top half of the league team in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I'm, you know, he spent eleven bucks on Gaskin, who I'm not a huge fan of, but he's got opportunity there. Um, he's got a couple wide receivers I'm not, you know, huge on either, but um, he's got more depth than someone like like Gage, and Gage isn't going to fill all of that shit off the waiver wire, so. Um, I agree with you. I think he's kind of a middle of the road team perhaps, but, um, I I think he, I think it's a solid team for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay. Um, I'll take the next one, Mitch Dozer. Um, man, I'm getting all the small teams. You get all the big ones. That's kind of nice. So uh, Mitch uh, only drafted 14 players. Um, and now I'm starting to realize why this fucking auction didn't take as long. It's because half the teams, you know, picked half a half a team. So uh, that's why it went so quick. But uh, Mitch, 49 bucks on Dak Prescott. Um, he's coming off a major injury, but damn, does he have some some weapons to play with there in Dallas? So can't fault him there. Uh, Big Ben, six bucks too. It might just turn into a one season thing with Big Ben, but um, six bucks for you know, hopefully a 16 game starter there. Uh, pretty nice value. Uh, running back. Um, he did start off the sweepstakes pretty early with Najee Harris at 30 bucks. That was a little more than I was expecting to see paid out. But in the grand scheme of things, if you like the player, he's going to get a lot of opportunity there. Um, you talked a second ago about, you know, having a Washington wide receiver and running back on the same team. Um, there might be some concerns there in Pittsburgh with uh, Big Ben and Najee, but um, not enough to, to make me not want to grab that player. Because, again, Big Ben's probably a one-year guy, right? Yeah. So um, he also grabs uh, Najee's division mate in, uh, in J.K. Uh, Dobbins for 28 bucks. Um, so 58 bucks at running back on two players. That's a lot of coin. Um, he didn't uh, fill out the rest of his running back core with a lot of players. Tariq Cohen at three bucks and J.D. McKissick at, at uh, one. Uh, I thought both of those were pretty decent values. Um, Tariq Cohen, I think he's going to really see his role um, increase for the better with uh, some better talent around him if, if Fields gets in the gets into game action here soon. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he'll catch 70, 80 balls a year if he's healthy. So I did like that pick for three bucks. Um, wide receiver here, he went uh, big with A.J. Brown, 38 bucks. Um, AJ Brown was a guy that I was in on for a little while, um, when he was floating in the twenties and stuff, but did not think he'd get all the way up to 38 bucks, but it makes sense if, if Diggs kind of set the market at 42, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think that was a pretty good pick. Keenan Allen at 20, um, Robert Woods at 13. So those are his one, two, threes. And then he, he did take a couple, um, gambles here to fill out his roster at wide receiver, um, that I, I really like. Demarcus Robinson for a buck. Great pick. Uh, Christian Kirk for a buck. Great pick. Rondell Moore for three. I really like that too. He's got, he's got the second and third wide receivers in Arizona as far as I'm concerned. So um, I, I obviously a big pass happy offense. I think that's that's a phenomenal investment four dollars to to have a piece of that that offensive pie. So and then Cole Beasley at three bucks, um, and then uh, his only tight end Hunter Henry four bucks. Can't say I love it. Um, would have liked to have another tight end in there. He'll find one in free agency, but uh, yeah, could probably uh, get one from Simo. Probably yeah, Simo's got uh, five spares uh, for you to to go through if if non-starting tight ends are kind of your thing, Mitch. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't 
I don't love this team, but I, I really don't hate it. He's, you know, very thin, does not have a lot of depth right now, so we'll see what the team looks like in a month or two. Um, but his starting lineup looks pretty damn decent to me. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, uh, Robert Woods, A.J. Brown, uh, an Arizona wide receiver, and, um, you know, Hunter Henry. So um, I... Yeah, I don't love it, but it's. I think he's going to be, you know, in the top tier of this league for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mitch definitely spent top heavy for for sure, but I think he did do a good job of finding value later in the draft. He understood that he he was going to need to fill some more out, and you you highlighted a lot of the guys he got for cheap. And I do I like. I mean, even JD McKissick for a buck is yeah. is solid. He was. I mean, he even produced last year in, in Washington with Antonio Gibson coming out and and taking that lead role. So I th- I think Mitch found some really good value late in the draft after going pretty top end heavy. So nice work, as Mitch. A, as a financial guru, what kind of advantage do you think Mitch had with this auction setup that we um that we normies just didn't didn't have, don't understand? Yeah, and, I don't I mean, if you're looking at sheer intelligence, which Mitch has plenty of, I don't think that gets you always very far because i mean david is one of the smartest people i've ever met and his team is garbage um but i I think probably having that financial background uh really helped mitch here in terms of budgeting and um not getting just knowing knowing when to draw that line even if you fall in love with a player I, i pictured mitch with a lot of spreadsheets during this draft he's a spreadsheet guy i don't know what they mean i don't know what a v lookup is but i feel like he had a lot of v lookups in his spreadsheet i feel like there's gonna be a few people in here that understand that reference that think it's funny i have no fucking idea what that is okay all right uh so moving on here to to ryan walker's team you kind of highlighted ryan and uh some of the mistakes he made early on and i know exactly what he did um he went out and he spent tell us he went Got out it. and he spent 63 bucks on Mahomes, spent $42 on Dalvin Cook, and was like, oh shit, I blew over half of my budget on two players. So he backed off, but then he backed off too far to the point where towards the end of the draft, he couldn't even spend unless he would have gone after Henderson. He, I don't even think he spent all of his budget. I'm not sure, but um, it just like... He just he had well, he had to because he's only on he's oh only yeah you're right twenty one right. guys but but yeah so um his his he realized what he did so he went out and he took the approach of I'm gonna just draft as many rookies as I can and ten out of his twenty one players are rookies um, which is pretty crazy uh, but looking at his his quarterbacks he's gonna be rolling out Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson um, twenty three bucks on Zach Wilson and then he grabbed Garner Minshew which I think is is a a, a negligent I can't think of the word that pick doesn't mean anything uh, for a buck. Um, looking at running backs, Delvin cook again for 42 bucks. Um, he grabbed Javonta Williams, who hopefully is the starter there in Denver for $13. Um, but that's going to be a crowded backfield. Melvin Gordon's still there. Um, so he's, he's going to compete for, he's going to be in a timeshare at least to start the season. Um, and then again, he, he grabbed a bunch of one, one to, 
$4 players there to fill out the rest of his running backs. Um, the, the two that I like the most happen to be the rookies and Kenneth Gaines and uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Stevenson could push for early work there in New England. And you talked about uh, the timeshare in Philly at running back. I think Kenneth Gaines will probably get a little bit of work at least to start the season to see what he's got. Um, looking at Ryan's wide receivers here, his, his big money get at wide receiver was Amari Cooper for 18 bucks, which I think is fantastic value. Um, Amari Cooper is one of those guys, like I talked about with Cooper cup earlier that went a little bit later, like on probably day three or four of the draft. So people had already spent a fair amount of their budget so that that market value had gone down. So a, a guy like that, who's a high end wide receiver two, maybe tickles the wide receiver one uh, in any given week. Um, he went for probably wide receiver three money. So uh, good value there. He got Kenny Galladay for eight bucks, which is also really good. Uh, getting a fresh start there in in New York, um, and then it's a bunch of a bunch of rookies. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall for two bucks is really really nice. I think uh, Diami Brown, Nico Collins, just a bunch of a bunch of rookies. Um, and then down to Ryan's tight ends, he spent a total of $6 on three guys, uh, three bucks for Evan Ingram, which I think is really nice. Um, $1 for Gerald Everett and then $2 for Adam Troutman, who is the, the tight end for New Orleans. Uh, Ryan clearly has holes in this, this, this roster, but he's going to need a couple, uh, these rookies to hit early for him to be competitive at all this season yeah uh yeah you 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 went pretty uh deep into it with ryan so that's absolutely what happened you know just a little sticker shock after spending the big bucks on mahomes and and cook and then just kind of overcorrected. um he got there late and you know he was left with 20 bucks and 10 roster spots to fill and uh, yeah it just didn't work out so um i think he's going to struggle this year um you know two maybe even three of those rookies will will pop for him but uh not enough to to really take advantage of anything i don't think um i will say though you know we just talked about mark andrews at 20 and i'm fine with that price and stuff but uh, I would rather have that trio than than one Mark Andrews, I think. I, his tight end group is really interesting with uh, Evan Engram, who um, I, I know he's getting a lot of flack right now lately because he's not a complete player, but they don't have a ton of options in New York. So um, I, I feel like he's still going to get his. But then, you know, Gerald, Gerald Everett in Seattle and Troutman is the, the only guy in New Orleans. Um, I would rather have that trio at six bucks than one Mark Andrews, I think. So I did like that for Ryan. Um, Mahomes will keep him, you know, Mahomes and Cook will keep him competitive, I think. And he's got enough at wide receivers to kind of make it work. But um, I think this is the lower half of the league team. Yeah, I would agree. Sweet. All right. Mike running 12 players. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's get to it. So, uh, Right off the bat, quarterback uh, in the moment felt pretty fucking suspect. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Green Bay Packers legend Aaron Rodgers, 2020 MVP Aaron Rodgers, 2021 Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers. 
32 bucks uh, in the moment felt pretty risky, not knowing where he was going to end up, you know, um, but one more year here in Green Bay, I think that's a pretty decent price considering, um, you know, it's not going to be his last season in the league, right? So uh, Deshaun Watson, 28 bucks, man, uh, if he makes it out of this legal shit, um, and his legal shit might not really kick in to penalize him until 2022, 28 bucks for Deshaun Watson could be a pretty fucking uh, good price, a pretty major steal. So um, I think what was in the moment pretty risky to me will end up working out for Mike running. Uh, running backs, uh, this was a head scratcher. Uh, Christian McCaffrey leads the whole league in running back price at 55 bucks. Um, obviously last year was a down year for him. But, uh, you know, he's a league winner, right? I mean, he has the ability to, to completely win a, a, any game week for you. So I didn't mind that price, but 43 for Zeke uh, just screams of um, Madden 2018 prices. You know, I, I and I'll go ahead and I think 43 is a few dollars more than he should have gone for. But I saw some numbers because Dak was out for a good portion of last year. When Dak was in last year, Zeke was like a top three fantasy running back. So with Dak in that backfield, I think that helps Zeke's value tremendously. In my opinion. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, I, I, I'm sure Mike appreciates it. Um, I, th- just way more than I'd be willing to spend for for Zeke. Um, and that's before factoring in you just spent fifty five bucks for Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah. um, you know he's got a good one two on paper. Um, but I think there's some risk there. And then Sony Michelle for a buck. Um, you know if he. If he manages to hold on to that early down roll, it's probably a pretty decent value, but who knows what's going on with Sony Michelle right now. Um, again, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, the risk there. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, was probably even riskier at 32 bucks. Uh, you know, given the fact that, you know, he's going to eat with Jordan Love. He's going to be a, a player with who's ever at quarterback, but he's not going to be a league winner with without Aaron Rodgers. So to get Aaron Rodgers back um, is doubly as exciting for Mike, I think, considering he spent 32 bucks on Devontae Adams. Um, and then it's just a couple values here to, to back him up. Um, Brashad Perriman for two, Antonio Brown for three, and then a buck on Aguilar and Gabriel Davis. Um, have fun picking your starters after <laughs> Devontae Adams. That's, yeah, it's awful. Um, at tight end, uh, just $2 plays, Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper. Um, they're probably both in his lineup week in, week out at this point. He's got 10 gaps on his roster. Um, he's got, you know, f- five really good starters to fill out for a 10, 10 man starting lineup. Um, I don't know how this is going to work for Mike. So Mike, uh, Mike told me he was one of those most infuriated with this and it's his own doing, but, uh, on Rogers, on McCaffrey and on, I believe Devonte Adams, he was just trying to bid people up and then was literally a $1 increment and got all three of them. That being said, I told him after he fucking won Christian McCaffrey at 55, why would you keep doing that? Like, if you know, that's, that's a risk stop. Um, because he spent 
well over half his budget on those three players that he accidentally won. Yeah, uh, it's. It, what, I mean, what is the what's the Michael Scott quote? Fool me, fool me once, strike one, but fool me twice, strike strike three. three. Like, <laughs> l- listen, with the ox. I mean, there's a lot of little strategy with the ox, and I think we all probably did it right. We're just like. I don't really want the guy, but I can't let him go for that price. I did it. I did it with all... Rogers. I had Rogers at thirty bucks for like eight hours, and I was shitting my pants because I didn't want him. I bid somebody up a buck, and then I think Gage or somebody bid me up a buck on him, and then Mike turns around and bids whoever won him for me up a buck, and I say, Mike, he was on my roster for like nine hours at thirty dollars. Why would you think you'd be able to rebid him up a dollar and successfully do it? Um, so it was just some really really unfortunate strategizing on mike's part well it's not even being buddy let's be honest it's not even strategizing at that at that point if you do the same thing three times in a row yeah 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 to put it into perspective he had six players on his team with ten dollars that's in his budget um (laughs) and so the most i remember looking the most he could have had was 16 players and he only ended up with 12 i don't i mean it is at that point you're already fucked so you might as well try and get a couple decent values but yeah that what a fuck up mike nice uh, is entertaining I, lo- I, I love the guy he he i i love the guy but wow what a he's a fucking he's a teddy bear the guy's a teddy bear but it was just not a well thought out draft teddy bears can't draft apparently. <laughs> apparently uh next here is david's team who i think is um made some equally head scratching moves um, he went out and he got Justin Herbert for 54, which I know we've said it multiple times, again, makes the Lamar Jackson uh, grab look really good. Um, and then grabbed Tua for $20. And I think it was late in the draft. He grabbed Jordan Love for 3 bucks just in case Rodgers didn't end up playing. So I don't have an issue with that. But um, looking at some of the other quarterback situations in this league, um, your two starters are Tua and Justin Herbert for $75 almost. Uh, There's quite a few other quarterback situations that I'd rather have at that price. Yeah. Honestly, uh, you know, I get why you want to spend, you know, a quarter of your budget on Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, he did. I mean, I'm sure I'll get shit on, but I, I thought he was the offensive rookie of the year last year. Just considering what he did, um, you can't. You, you got to look at the numbers. Obviously, that kind of hurts him a little bit. But like to come in week one unexpectedly or week two or whatever it was unexpectedly and go off the way he did, um, I, I think is truly special. So I get why you're going to spend a quarter of your budget on a like a cornerstone quarterback, and then to go around and get Tua for 20 who realistically just a year prior was considered the same way. Um, I don't mind what he spent on on two players at all, but they're not going to be two players that um, are going to win them leagues this year. I don't think they're, they're a year or two away. So, yeah. Um, Looking at his running backs, he grabbed Travis. Is it ETN? Is that how you say it? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Travis Etienne for 18 bucks, um, and then grabbed a bunch of, uh, I mean, he grabbed James White for $2, who seems to never go away in New England, but um, no, nobody on outside of Etienne that's really going to give him a whole lot of production. Yeah, his his running back core is a fucking disaster. Um, yeah. Yep. yep. And then uh, at wide receiver, he grabbed Justin Jefferson for 42 bucks. That's a lot. 
it's also a, a Minnesota-based auction, so I understand it. Um, and then grab Jamar Chase. Would you rather Chase. have Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs for 42? This year, Stefan Diggs. Um, in a dy- if I'm like if this is a startup dynasty auction, give me Justin Jefferson. But this year, give me Stefan Diggs. Okay. Um, Jamar Chase for 28 bucks. Um, number one rookie wide receiver in this class. I don't think it's a ridiculous price. It's maybe a little bit more than I'd be willing to go, but I don't think it's crazy. Um, he did get really good value uh, in Michael Gallup for four bucks and Devante Parker for two bucks. Those are mm-hmm. two really good value grabs. And then he spends $25 on Kyle Pitts. So again, only 12 players on this, this team. I think it was pretty obvious what David's strategy was. It wasn't like Mike where he just kind of like went off the rails. David is playing for next year. He, he went in to grab young high end talent, and he's playing for next season, which is really unfortunate for his division mates. Um, yeah, but... I feel sorry. Feel sorry for those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So this is definitely a. This is actually my uh, my worst team in the league, just with some of his high end players being unproven in Jamar Chase and ETN. Um, I would take Mike slightly over him week to week right now, but um, this is this is definitely a, a bottom two team in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. Um, it, really tough to project ETN um, with with anything right out the gate, just because I don't think he's the type of talent that's going to completely remove James Robinson from the situation, uh, especially on early downs, right? So, yeah. um, and he's realistically the only guy. I mean, James White scored 116 points in those format last year, but um, his value is basically kaput with with Cam Newton um, taking short yardage and all that kind of stuff. So um, wide receivers, honestly, I like his wide receivers more than like, um, you know, even like Mike and stuff. He's only got four, but I like all four of them to a certain degree. Um, Chase and Pitts, you know, realistically, they're... um, you know, once a decade type talents, I think, especially Pitts. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's gonna have to find some some gems in the waiver wire, I think, to kind of round out this team. So, um, yeah, yeah, not my favorite at all. No, especially look at he's got four four of his twelve players have week seven buys, which means he, I mean, he's gonna need guys from the waiver wires just for that week alone. So, um, yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Keegan Leonard. I'll I'll take Keegan here. Um, Keegan, you know, he's kind of got an MO with these uh, super flex leagues that he just um, he, he doesn't go crazy at quarterback. He doesn't buy into the, oh, fuck, I need to go find two high end guys and build my team around there. He seems to be very comfortable. Hey, I'm going to take one or I'm going to take two kind of uh, high upside guys and we'll see what pans out. So um, he goes Trey Lance uh, for 30, uh, Jameis Winston for five, Cam for four and Taysom Hill for four. So he's definitely got a starter in New Orleans. Um, He probably doesn't have a day one starter in San Francisco, but should have one early. And then Cam, I, I really think he holds off Mac Jones all year. I do too. Um, we'll, we'll, so I, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to end up with three starters to choose from by week four. So um, 
yeah, I, I like what he did at, at quarterback. Um, all that considering uh, he spent 43 bucks to do so, which is less than probably half the league spent on a quarterback. So um, really like that. At running back, um, he invested a lot at running back. Saquon Barkley for 47, uh, Nick Chubb for 32, and DeAndre Swift for 26. Um, I thought Chubb at 32 was one of the best values around. Um, if you were going to hop in, you know, on the um, the running back, the top end running back market for 32 for Chubb. I really like that. Uh, Saquon Barkley at 47. I love Saquon Barkley, but I don't, I, they're going to bring him along slowly. They've been saying this for weeks now. So um, this might not be the year where you get, you know, 1,800 rushing yards and double digit touchdowns from Saquon. Um, and DeAndre Swift, I don't know about you. I wasn't overly impressed with Swift last year in Detroit. Um, and I think Jamal Williams fits in a lot better over there. So I think that's the riskiest pick of his draft. Maybe of anybody's draft so far is DeAndre Swift for, for 26 bucks. But um, he, one of the really interesting things he did that I liked was he threw out Alexander Madison early um, and probably threw a, just a $2 proxy bid on him and uh, was able to nab Madison early for two bucks. I feel like if Madison would have rolled through in the back third or back quarter of that draft, he would have been a four to five dollar guy. So um, I liked what he did with, with Madison there. Uh, wide receiver is really where um, he's got a nice advantage on, on other teams, I think. And he did so by scooping up um, a lot of those guys who probably should have went more than like two bucks. Like you just talked about earlier, um, Devontae Parker went for two, Gallup went for four. Um, it seemed like Keegan's plan was to get towards the end of this draft and just make sure he was outbidding uh, the teams for these kind of lower tier wide receivers that he wanted so tyler boyd for four bucks huge fucking value dj chark for five i like will fuller for four i like Mikul hardman for two i really like deontay johnson for six i fucking love it um and henry ruggs for seven we'll see uh but juju smith schuster for 10 is his premier starting wide receiver so i really liked what he did there even though he doesn't have a premier wide receiver one on this team he's gonna have a lot of wide receiver two wide receiver threes and he didn't have to invest very heavily to do it so i like that very very much um and then tight end went super cheap jared cook for a buck we'll get him by for this year uh for the chargers and then mike gasicki three bucks there in miami um we'll see but he's a young guy and that should be a pretty decent offense so all in all i really like what keegan did um he's very well put together some top end talent at running back um and then just very steady at wide receiver i, I like this team yeah, I would I would agree with you. I mean, you look at that wide receiver group, and the the guy he paid the second most amount of money for is Henry Ruggs at seven bucks, which is probably um, probably the the most risky. And the rest of the group is just really solid for not very much money. I mean, he spent less than thirty bucks on on two, four, six, eight, nine running or uh, wide receivers. It looks like so. No. Um, re- really good, really solid work by Keegan, and just I mean, I you kind of expect that out of him at this point. He just kind of 
hides in the shadows and 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 does that in pretty much every league that he's in. So, um, Steve team Steve's team here. Uh, only fifteen guys on this roster, but I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and say it right away. Steve is uh, is my early favorite. Uh, or one of my top two teams in in the league. Okay. Um, so especially with the the recent Aaron Rodgers news and that he's staying in Green Bay, um, he's got a locked-in starter as of right now in Denver. He grabbed Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke for $4 total, and then Baker Mayfield for 22 bucks. So he's not blowing anybody out of the water at, at quarterback by any means, but he's going to have two warm bodies there, which is more than some of our teams can say. Um, looking at his running back group, this is where I think he really excels. Uh, he grabbed... Uh, Joe Mixon for 29 bucks, David Montgomery for 26 bucks and Chris Carson for $18. Um, I, I think Joe Mixon, he was injured last year, had a down year. Um, he's got the talent to be a top 12 running back in terms of fantasy, in my opinion. Um, and then Chris Carson and David Montgomery are both really steady guys when they're on their field. David Montgomery was a, a running back one last year, at least in this format. Um, so I think that's a really solid group. And then he grabbed Melvin Gordon for five bucks who uh he's gonna he's gonna fight uh with javante williams there uh for that lead role but i think he's got at least the early favorite to grab that early work in in the season uh looking at his wide receivers he grabbed kelvin ridley for 33 adam thielen for 19 and brandon Ayuk for 15 Um, and then he grabbed some supporting guys after that jarvis Landry for six bucks jalen rager for four dollars i really like um alan lazard takes a little bit of a hit he only he grabbed him for a dollar but takes a hit with randall cobb coming back i just think it's a little bit more crowded behind Devontae adams there now and then ag green for a dollar um i think is is a solid grab i mean um he's you look there in Arizona. I don't know how much work he'll get, but it's a $1 shot at a, a player that two years ago was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Um, and then Grish grabbed one tight end here in TJ Hawkinson for $17. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson is going to get a lot of work this year with um, – with Goff coming in because Goff can't throw the ball longer than 10 yards down the field. I think that plays well into TJ Hawkinson coming over the middle. So um, this is, a, I think the, this, it's not a deep team. Um, he doesn't have uh, a lot. If, uh, if he gets hit with a couple injuries, he's, he's going to be hurting, but I think Steve's starting lineup is really solid. I think it's a, a contending starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I would have thought this way beforehand but I, I do kind of see the appeal um as you go through it um like you said uh Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay is just huge for him in Denver um he he's got a guaranteed starter there for four dollars so you really can't beat that uh he invested that savings wisely into the running back position uh that one two three of Mixon Montgomery and Chris Carson I think is is absolutely fabulous um, wide receiver is where I'm really going to be worried to see how this team plays out. Um, Calvin Ridley, uh, 33 bucks on Calvin Ridley. In theory, he's going to get a lot of work because they're not a good team and he's the only wide receiver they got, but, um, he's going to face a lot of contending coverage, I think. Uh, so we'll see how that works. And Adam Thielen's coming off a, absolute career year with with 14 touchdowns um i don't expect to see that happen again necessarily um so when you factor that into you know then just aj green alan lazard even jarvis landry right now are just kind of guys 
Um, I think if he's going to have uh, a middle of the road year, it's going to be because of his wide receiver group. But um, yeah, I like Steve's team. He'll find some players here in free agency. He's got, you know, seven, seven free spots on this team. So he'll, he'll figure it out. So I, I like the auction strategy for, uh, by Steve. I thought he played it really well. Agreed. <clears throat> All right. Two more teams left here. I'll go Koobs. Uh, returning to the league after uh, year one, <clears throat> uh, 45 bucks on Joe Burrow. Um, again, um, you know, I, I understand it for sure, right? A quarter of your budget on Joe Burrow. He's got a lot of toys to play with in there, but he is coming off ACL surgery. Um, and then 16 on Carson Wentz wasn't my favorite quarterback buy of, of the whole deal at $16, but uh, what are you going to do? Um, he's got two basically guaranteed starters for the year. Um, although I, I might be speaking a little too soon on Carson Wentz, because if Carson Wentz from Philly last year shows up, uh, somebody else will be starting in Indianapolis, right? So yeah. um, Cam Akers, 34 bucks. That's uh, real Ouch. bummer news for him. Although um, I'm not a Cam Akers guy, and I thought right from the very start that 34 bucks on him was... Uh, negligent at, at worst so uh he's gonna get punished for that unfortunately you, you never want to see that happen but um yeah 34 dollars down the tubes the rest of his running back group um he did pair raheem mostert and trey sermon together for 13 bucks obviously san francisco likes to run um so that should play off well michael carter and justin jackson are his other two options so he's got a starter or he's got at least you know 25 snaps uh, carries a game with uh mostert and sermon and then we'll see what he gets from justin jackson michael carter but obviously uh, a big downgrade to his team with the cam Akers news um at wide receiver, uh, 15 bucks for OBJ seemed a little high, especially when you consider he got Mike Evans for only 16. So um, I like the Mike Evans pick for sure. Allen Robinson, 19 bucks too, very very nice. Sammy Watkins for a buck, Traquan Smith for a buck, Jacoby Myers for a buck. Uh, that, in my opinion, is how you round out uh, the back end of your roster. I thought that was $3 very well spent. Um, in typical Kubi fashion, he's going to end up with George Kittle for $26. Um, and Logan Thomas for 4 2 uh, Very That's nice. So um, I like the team. Uh, I, I think he's going to struggle this year just at quarter, you know, quarter back to um and the cam acres news for sure is going to set him back but um I, I i like the team yeah i think my favorite my favorite acquisition on this roster is jacoby myers for a dollar yeah i saw a stat in the second half of the season last year when he was getting consistent snaps um he finished the second half of the season as a top 24 wide receiver uh fantasy wise um so for only a dollar with that upside i think that's a really really good grab and uh, i think he's gonna need somebody like that grabbing odell with kind of uh some of his injury stuff and just coming off of a down year and then with those those running backs uh, just being a little bit suspect i think he's gonna need a uh, one of those $1 grabs to be a consistent contributor on this team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, jumping over to Matt case here. Um, 
Matt, Matt is our newest member, um, our most green member. He's never done a league of this size. Uh, probably that is this serious and then uh, this format. So it's all completely new to Matt. Um, looking at his quarterbacks here, he grabbed Tom Brady for $16. Um, you rather have Tom Brady this, uh, Tom Brady for 16 bucks this year or Carson Wentz? Tom Brady, not even a yeah. question. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, he put up almost. Uh, yeah, he put up 340 points last year. Yeah. So. Yep. So uh, I like that grab, given given market value for other quarterbacks in that range. He did grab Mac Jones for 11 bucks fairly early. So to see Cam Newton go for only four dollars later in the draft, um, I feel like. How do you not end up with if yep. you're going to spend 11 bucks on Mac Jones? How do you not find yep. a way to get Cam Newton on your team? Even if you're paying eleven for Mac Jones and eight or nine bucks for Cam Newton, it comes out to be you got twenty bucks into a, a starter there in New England. You you have to do it in this format, in my opinion. Yep. Um, so I think he dropped the ball there because again, like you said, I don't see Mac Jones being uh, making making a crack in that starting lineup outside of injury this year. Um, and if he doesn't start this year, and it's, I mean, is he going to be worth a keep next year? We don't really know. So. Um, Looking at um, looking at Matt's running backs here, he did go heavy at Derrick Henry for forty two bucks and Aaron Jones for thirty six bucks. Boy, that's just that's a lot of money to spend. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just a lot. I mean, you look at Derrick Henry for forty two bucks, and you consider Christian McCaffrey went for fifty five. That value doesn't look so bad. Um, but I think uh, Aaron Jones at 36 is a little bit more iffy in my opinion. Yeah. A little, a little high. It's, I, I think it's going to work out for him this year just due to the Aaron Rodgers news, but that's 36 bucks on Aaron Jones with the potential of Jordan love is your quarterback there in green Bay. That is, yeah. that is risk with 15 exclamation marks. So yep. it'll work for him, but uh, yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, um, looking at his other running backs here, he grabbed Leonard Fournette for for five dollars, which I think is actually a pretty decent value because I think he's going to be um, get get a lot of that early down work there in Tampa this year, especially just being another year entrenched in that offense. Um, one of my favorite picks is going to be Latavius Murray for four dollars, given um, just the the state that New Orleans offense is in right now. They don't have the number one wide receiver. They have a new quarterback coming in and you don't really know. I mean, is it Taysom Hill? Can Taysom Hill really throw? Are they going to be running the ball a lot? I think Latavius Murray is going to get a fair amount of work behind Kamara. Um, so for four bucks, that's a gamble I'd be willing to take. Um, I don't know what the stat was, but I read that, that when Taysom Hill was under center, Latavius Murray had a crazy high snap share that you like you wouldn't believe it to be true but it was all with Taysom Hill at quarterback so yeah. um Matt should be rooting for that yeah absolutely year. um he grabbed uh Devin Singletary for $3 um which I think is a, a good value there um and then Jeffrey Wilson for uh for a buck who is going to be out to the beginning of the season it looks like but last year was probably the best running back in that San Francisco backfield when he was healthy and playing um so not a bad gamble. Um, looking at his his wide receivers, he only drafted three, um, and he put sixty two dollars into Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin. I don't mind Reek for forty one, given some of the other prices that uh, wide receivers went for, and Chris Godwin at twenty one, I think is pretty good value. Um, but 
he's only got three wide receivers in, in a PPR league. Um, that's that would worry me. And then Jamison Crowder for a buck is the guy that rounds out uh, his wide receiver core, which I think is a really good value for. But it's his third wide receiver out of three. So, um, and probably the 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 move of the draft that you found most head scratching was Irv Smith Jr. going for sixteen dollars. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's obviously going to be better as a fantasy and NFL asset this year than he was last year. Uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph's gone. He, he's the only guy there. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he ends up as like a top 10 tight end. I think that's well within reach for him. But 16 bucks to, to bank on that when you're only, you know, you only have 14 guys on your roster in total. Uh, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense, and I don't really see him doing anything that's going to warrant him to be, you know, in the keeper conversation for next year. So, um, yeah, you know, imagine this team had he grabbed two kind of back end tight ends for a total of four bucks and then used 12 more dollars at wide receiver. Yeah, that's I mean, you, you, you don't hate it. Right. You don't I mean, you you don't hate that team, I don't think. But. Yeah, you look at the, the value that Keegan got at some of his wide receivers getting some four and five dollar guys. He could have grabbed two or three of those with that that saved money. And uh, he would really fill out the starting lineup pretty nicely, actually. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you. Yeah. OK. So uh, why don't you uh, talk about the uh, the divisional well, draft and stuff? Do you want to? Do you want to go over my team? You said to save mine for last. Oh, fuck. We didn't go over your team. Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll end it with Johnny. All right. Um, Johnny at quarterback here. Uh, spends 30 bucks on Jalen Hurts, 11 on Matt Ryan, 10 on Daniel Jones, and two more on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ultimately, you're going to have four options this year at quarterback uh, in a 14-team league, which I think is pretty tremendous. Uh, personally, I am not high on Jalen Hurts for 30 bucks. Um, that wasn't one of my favorite investments, but uh, can't say I, I blame you there with all the rushing he's going to add to uh, his season totals this year. No, uh, no worry of Carson Wentz behind him now. So it's kind of his show for at least the year. Right. So um, I totally understand that. Uh, but Matt Ryan at 11 is, is big. I, I think they're going to be throwing it around, or excuse me, throwing it around a lot in Atlanta. And I think there's even potential that he moves on after this year, um, you know, maybe gets to a better team. So he is someone I still think you could, could keep uh, at a pretty nice value for next year. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, two bucks, should be at the start of the entire year in Washington. I don't think they really have any other options than him. So um, really like what you did there at quarterback. Uh, spent, what is it, 50-something bucks, 53 bucks to get four starters at quarterback. You, you really can't beat that. So uh, running back here. James Conner, five bucks. Uh, he's going to split some time there with Chase Edmonds in Arizona. Uh, but the the two big guys here, Alvin Kamara at 41 and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 28. 
Um, Kamara, 41 bucks if he's healthy, which he really should be, uh, even despite Drew Brees. Um, he's going to be a rock for a couple more years, so I, I definitely like that at 41 bucks. And then Edwards Hilaire, you're really banking on the fact that you know last year was kind of an anomaly. Um, didn't really pop uh, last year, but um, just with you know not a lot of other options there in KC, the offensive line upgrades they made, um, and then just the overall team in Kansas City, I think he's going to improve uh, across the board next year. So like your running back group, even though it's not very deep. Uh, wide receiver here, you started off with DeAndre Hopkins at 29 bucks. Um, which I, I think is one of the best values in the draft. Um, again, you got to consider Stefan Diggs went for 42. Uh, so for $13 less, you get uh, basically a bona fide wide receiver one and probably the, the most pass happy offense in the league. So um, definitely like that pick. Cooper Cup at 11, uh, T. Higgins at 12. Um, I like those guys. And then you, you, you rounded out your roster with Brandon Cooks for five, Marvin Jones for four, um, Curtis Samuel for two, Russell Gage for two. I really like that pick. He's the wide receiver two there in Atlanta. So you have a nice little stack there for cheap. Um, and then at tight end, Rob Gronkowski, Robert Tanyan for a total of five bucks. Um, I think that's perfect. Uh, the Robert Tanyan, again, uh, it seems like low hanging fruit, but the air Aaron Rodgers news is just huge for someone like Tanyan. So um, you might you might have stumbled across a top five tight end play for two bucks there. So I really like that. Um, I, I think your team is great. I think it's top quarter of the league type team. Um, I, I think you'll uh, you'll be there for the long haul. Thank you. Yeah, I, looking at strategy of this, I came in because I did some mocks on my own and, and just kind of prepared to kind of see how I wanted to play it. And my, my plan initially was to come Prepare. in. You've already lost half the league. <laughs> explain what you mean by that. <laughs> so my, my idea was I was going to come in, I was going to wait off the first wave and then um, try and spend a bunch of a bunch of my money on like a, a fair amount of $20 acquisitions. But then the more I thought about it and the keeper format, you want to make sure that your five keepers next year are worth keeping. So I, I kind of on the fly, like right at the beginning, I changed up that strategy. That's why I grabbed Kamara for what I did. Um, Hertz, I know, is a gamble at 30 bucks, but that's why I tried to go deeper at quarterback and um and hopkins at 29 i just i wanted to spend some money at the top end of my my roster um so that way next season i'm not keeping five guys that i mean would typically get drafted in the fourth round or later um in, in a draft so um that was kind of my idea here i'm pretty happy with how my draft turned out um, yeah so yep for sure yeah sorry i almost skipped you i didn't mean to do that no, it's okay. I just I figured when you said two teams left at the bottom, I I figured you did. I just didn't. I just thought I'd correct you when we got to it. So, um, you want to uh, talk over divisions here? I I honestly I I really don't want to. I'm pretty disappointed with with that. Um, <laughs> if you if you would like to though, that's fine. Um, so looking at the divisions here, uh, if for those of you that didn't catch on to what happened, um, how it's going to work from now on is the top two finishing teams every year are going to draft the following season's divisions. Um, 
So we decided to honor that last year to give Mitch and David a little bit of uh, a little bit of something for being the top two teams last year and reformatting on them. Um, so Mitch had the first the first pick in the division draft being the reigning champion. Um, the, uh, the six players he picked behind himself would be myself, uh, Keegan, Jeff, Matt case, Andrew Erickson and Kubi. And then division uh, David's division turned out to be you, Ryan Walker, Simo, uh, Steve Gageby and Mike running. Um, we talked about it. Uh, me and you talked about a little bit. I think David's division was immediately handicapped given his strategy and the fact that he picked second here because David is a bottom two team in the league and he was going to get the last pick being the second pick. Uh, so he and Mike being the bottom two teams in the league ended up in the same division. Um, so that David's division is going to need a little bit of help from uh, the other five guys to to stay afloat, but I don't think it's impossible. I think uh, I don't think yeah. they're super yeah. balanced. It's it's really not. I, I'm I'm joking about being disappointed. Um, I definitely think on paper, uh, Mitch's division, the division you're in, is is better. Um, but it's early. A lot of things can happen. We haven't even gotten a fucking training camp yet. Um, uh. uh you know, we we made this rule to give the first and second place teams the ability to, tr- you know, kind of draft their divisions for next year in, a, in an attempt to kind of make sure the divisions stay even. Um, but, you know, that takes into consideration that those first two teams drafting were the two best teams from the year prior, right? Yep. Um, this was a, a inaugural draft, so that really didn't really make a ton of sense Um uh, for for year one, um, you know, we weren't drafting on, on last year's merits. So, um, but I'm fine with it. I, I don't think uh, I, everything you said was correct. David is a little bit hamstrung there because um, of the way he chose to build his team. So um, we'll make it work. We'll be all right. Uh, I'm looking forward to get into it. So. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, in my opinion, you and, and Steve are two of the top three teams uh, based on my rankings, and you guys are both in that division. That's going to help that division out tremendously. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, when do you think the first wa- waiver run is going to be? Um, I c- actually kind of want to mirror it like UEFA. So um, I think that might be next week. I'm going to start uh, these weekly waiver runs before the season. So um, I'll, I'll get that going. I'll make sure that's announced in chat and no one misses it and yada, yada, yada. So if I, for some reason, don't get around to it, I'm not going to just try to throw it up on, on everyone's schedule two days ahead of time. We'll just wait till the week but uh we will have some preseason waiver runs we need it right i mean half the league have half the roster right now so right right yeah. cool yeah. all right what else you got you got anything else that's that's all i got for this i really enjoyed this this draft style i'm looking forward to the season and uh and future seasons given our, our format um i hope everyone else enjoyed it as much as we did yeah all right buddy this is fun thanks for doing yeah. this with me Yep. Well, you guys have a good night. We'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.